0: Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working
1: class people.
0: Hiya, hey up. I'm Selena, and I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast.
1: Right, it's a Tuesday, and uh, all day today I thought it was Wednesday. So ultimately devoured, but anyway, <laughs> here to brighten up our Tuesday nights and probably your. I don't know, maybe Saturday, depending on when I can edit this. It's poor lass. We're here. We're back. Hopefully yeah. you're still listening to us after the food episode. We're like, oh, no, hopefully we are not peaked. Hopefully you're still here. Um, But, yeah, so here we are. We're back, and we're going to ask that all-important question. What have you had for your tea? Um, So I've had some
0: oven chips, crinkle cut, because oh, yes. they're the superior chip. Tastes better. Um, with a quiche that I made, Ooh, made just, like, it. just just cheese and tomato and some peas. I'm not sure if they were petit pois or garden. I can't remember, <laughs> but peas of the frozen <laughs> variety. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have you had? So tonight I made a stew, and for the first time in my whole life, I sacked off Bessie and I made some dumplings. <gasps> from actual scratch and I mean she knows what she's on about Bessie so they want exactly the best I've ever eaten in my life but I feel like it's good that I've I've give it a good old try Uh, and I successfully made them (laughs) and they were all right but I don't think I'm gonna make them again
0: (laughs) I'm sure uh, Bessie's first dumplings she won't you know packaging them up
1: and putting them in freezer do you know what I mean she just knows what she's doing. Everything's just so good. And you just feel like, oh, I dash him in. And to be fair, I want a him, but I forgot I'm on Big Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you were just getting, like, oh,
1: super adventurous. Well, I have been chefing a lot of new stuff recently, but uh, no, I just forgot. And I'd already decided he made our having stew. And I was oh, like, I can't have stew without dumplings. When you picture it and you're like, this is what I'm having. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still here. I'm not having any dramatic running to toilet sessions at the minute so I think we're all right but yeah just not not quite not quite a patch on, on our Bessie. Not quite up to our Bessie's. No so uh, this episode we're going to be talking about how you speak or how we speak. I was like how do I even phrase that <laughs> do you know when, when we were posting what the topic is how we speak how the working classes like,
0: speak. Language I, I don't even know if that's like
1: linguistics that's the fancy oh, that's, word
0: for it yeah,
1: that's the fancy term isn't it so yeah linguistics eh well we'll get to um using fancy terms over words that are just perfectly fine to use uh in a bit but let's start with regional accents so one thing that we have talked about a lot and i think is it is really a great conversation <laughs> Mostly, if you are actually a person with a regional accent, if not, you probably feel very alienated and threatened by our ways but how like how do you feel, Selena, when someone has a neutral accent? I think I've said this many times. I don't know I get it puts me on edge,
0: so like if I'm meeting someone <laughs> new for the first time, it's weird, and they they've got like there's no discernible regional accent there, so I'm not like you know I think. I think mainly because I love regional accent, Like So I get excited when I hear a different one. Cause I'm like, well, I already know a little bit about you. I know where you're from. You know that's the nosy part of me. But then if someone hasn't got one, I feel like I'm like I don't already know that, and so I feel like I'm one one like one step behind. And then I think it makes me feel conscious of having a regional accent, and also, as I said, just feels nerve like nerve wracking, and because I'm just like, oh, oh. Uh, I guess maybe because I instantly think that the, they're not working class because they haven't got a regional accent, therefore they're posh. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, definitely puts me a little bit not at ease. Is that the right way of saying that? It makes me a bit uneasy.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. And then, do you know, I think as well it, it sort of links a bit into code switching, doesn't it? Because, do you know, if you don't, you can't really gauge someone's vibe then you're sort of a bit like, I don't know how to be. Do you know what I mean? It puts you about a bit, doesn't it? So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to say not trustworthy, because that's stupid, but, yeah, it does make me a bit like, hmm, what's your deal? Because I like to know straight away. Like, if I speak to someone and they've got a proper good Barnsley accent, straight away I'm like, oh, yes, mate. Do you know what I mean? I like to know.
0: (laughs) Even, like, you know when people, like, you get it more now, when people on telly have regional accent. I think I start instantly googling them.
1: Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you know oh, what's
0: your funny, deal. You're like, oh, oh, I don't know. It just it just picks me up. Whether they don't have, to, particularly if it's a northern regional accent. You know, I am biased. But then if anyone just has a regional accent on the telly, especially like a presenter, I'm like, oh yeah, love a bit of that.
1: Well, it was that last you sent me a video of earlier.
0: Oh, off East um, off EastEnders. Oh, is that what she's on? Yeah. um... Yeah, that, yeah. so proper regional accent there was going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is mint. And, like, do you know, there are certain phrases, aren't they, that I feel like they're not even regional. They're, like, working-class phrases. Do you know, like, you can have people in EastEnders say it and then we'll say it. And at first, like, I would think they're probably a northern thing, but actually, no, there's just certain working-class things, like when people say, oh, hi, here he is. Do you know just stuff like that? <laughs> like <laughs> Or um, like you said earlier, like, oh, ah, I swallowed a dictionary. Or do you know, stuff like that. Oh, who do you think you are then, eh? It's when you come like back from uni. Funny,
0: funny little things.
1: Yeah. But it's like this kind of, um, the reason I think it's like more of a class thing is because you're almost like taking piss, but in a nice way. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, come in, in here with your new shoes on. it's like
0: like, i'm actually insulting you but we're having a laugh about it
1: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) absolute bants oh do you think you you are right here he is um so regional accents let's let's delve into that topic a bit so there's a lot of talk about people or like well just just generally accents like dying out or, you know, merging into, um, like, the the article that Hina shared with us on Twitter, which was um, that there's, like, a northern accent, which is just northern forming, that is not tied to a specific place, but it's just becoming this, like, generic northern accent. Um, and, you know, in we're watching The Real EastEnders, which, if you've not watched it, is bloody great. Uh, it was on a couple of weeks ago, I think it's Channel 4. And it was focusing on people who live, uh, uh, grew up and live in the Isle of Dogs in London. And uh, they were saying as well about how, you know, if you're not surrounded by people that speak like you um, and have all those kind of local um, and, like, traditional things that, that everyone has, you know, like, oh, old Ari down road, he does this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, them characters and, like, you hang about with your grandma and your granddad and your aunties and everyone speaks the same it's like, where does that, where does that go when it comes to identities and, um, regional accents? And, you know, if more and more people are off out to unis and, um, you know, just traveling more and realizing that you can sort of live wherever you want or moving for work and stuff like that, what happens to your accent that you have when you're a kid? Um, so yeah. what what do you think about that, Selina? What do you reckon about this generic Northern accent business? I did it.
0: Well, the first thing when you said that made me think this is off topic. But, you know, like when you're watching the telly, there's some few things that annoy me. Like if there's like a a family that are, say, like black or Asian, you know, in like a soap, but they're all Mm. like, they'll be like a black family, but one's from Trinidad. One's from Jamaica and one's something like, well, they're not related because they're not from the same place. (laughs) That annoys me. In the same way that you'll get, like, it's usually in soaps, you'll be like, it's all programmes, like, it's the north. So everyone has, like, a northern accent, but it's a different part of the north. Yeah, yeah. Soaps (laughs) are terrible for it. Yeah, you're like, what, you're all from this one tiny town, but you've all got, like, weirdly spread out different accents, like, Corrie's got, like, Bolton and, like, Salford and then, like, lancaster and i'm like "Mm, that's not that's not a manchester accent (laughs) anyway but yeah so there's that in terms of a generic accent but um it makes me very sad i'm not gonna lie um i like to think because i was saying is there is this is this true is there just like one kind of generic northern accent is it like a mishmash of i feel like there's so many different accents within the uk well particularly england alone that like I don't know how that would become a generic accent but um I can I can see how accents could die out like I say, like people go away to uni or they move and then you you know you're working you're mixing with so many different people from like all walks of life as they say and it is one of them things where you pick up little sayings that other people say you've got like friends or partners And then you pick up words and then you'll start saying things in a certain way and not realising that that's, like, someone's regional dialect and then that becomes how you speak. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. I think because I live in an area where a lot of people do still have a regional accent and tend to stay in that area, maybe that's why I'm like, I can't believe this is happening.
1: (laughs) Not on my watch. No. Well even like you know phrases that your grandparents or you know older f- like family friends and stuff use it's true that there are a lot of them phrases that y- you just don't hear anymore like um on yorkshire day the most blessed day of the year the other day um we're talking on <laughs> we're talking on twitter about really good yorkshire phrases and um my favorite one that my granddad used to say about uh, in terms of topics, it's a beautiful thing as well, like about basically men who are a waste of space. <laughs> Imagine having a phrase for men who are a waste of space. Perfection. Um, he used to say, and I, I've never heard in my life anybody say this, not on bloody Last of the Summer Wine or anything, like nobody, <laughs> I've never heard anybody say this, but he used to say, is a bloody man made a smoke? <laughs> how good's that but like do you know what i mean it's like poetic <laughs> i was just but where's it gone I, I was thinking then maybe it's like you know social
0: media has played a part as well you know like because there's like text language now that you speak yeah and then you know there's more ac- you can access you know someone will put like some words on a I meme. Mean. for example you know the one of that I don't know whereabouts in Scotland they're from, but, you know, the two young girls and the Cher Lloyd. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> disgusting.
0: Sort of yeah, so everyone started saying disgusting with, like, a Scottish accent. Even, you know, things get widely spread and you're, like, all of a sudden saying a word in a certain way and picking up a certain saying that, you know, was maybe just stuck in that region is now spreading out. Yeah. Maybe we
1: need, you know, to get a linguistics expert on it, so. Speak to an in- linguistics expert. Well... If you think about it as well, we all say like all the time. It's shit. Yeah. There's no way my grandad would like, like, like. It's like a man made a bloody smart like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no. It kind of ruins all the sayings, doesn't it? Yeah, just shit, isn't it? And also, when people spell or pronounce things that are American because of TV or whatever. Like, I always find it really weird when British people put mom, like M-O-M. Because... Mom. Yeah, like loads of people spell it like that. Once you've seen it, you'll you'll now I've said it, you'll you'll notice it all the time. But like obviously people say like mum or mam or whatever, but everyone knows that the spelling is mum. Yeah, Do you know what I mean you don't think mom, and I've, and it's only writing it down, like it's they're choosing to write it like that. But you never hear somebody like hello, my name is Emma and I have a mom. No, even if I had a neutral accent, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Mum. <laughs> why is, it's such a weird thing anyway but yeah so I feel like yeah there is a thing about these things dying out but how do you preserve them I don't know it's nice to have like I don't know celebrating of this stuff and like documenting it and archiving it but yeah it will die out if there is not a thing kind of prolonging it and that's why I really like that show actually with the Isle of Dogs because even like the little kids there was this family, right, and um, all the all the lads are called Leslie. So the youngest lad, youngest lad, I think he was the fifth generation Leslie. Leslie um, the fifth. <laughs> yeah, and they, they all of them are called Leslie. And youngest lad were about I don't know ten, some and he was like yeah if I if I have kids I'll call him Leslie, but he was like a proper cockney lad, even though he was ten year old. He's like an absolute ledge, but that's because he's growing up. Around all his family and his bloody great aunts and his grandma and granddads, and do you know what I mean? That they, they're all that character, and because he's from council estate and he's still on estate with all his relatives, he's still there. Um, I don't know. Speaking of kids, then
0: that made me think about what if you've got two parents that have got different regional accents? Oh, yeah. So, because obviously, I was just mainly I was thinking about my nephew, so he's two and three quarters, I don't know. This eight months, don't they? My brain's not working that mathematically <laughs> hard. Um, so he's like, he's almost three. But um, so my sister, um, which is weird because I think because she was we born in Brockford, I think she had a New Yorkshire accent for the first eight years of her life, um, no trace of that now, uh, and then moved away to like Buckinghamshire and then Norfolk for a huge part of her adult life, and has been back in Manchester, but has mostly a Manc accent. Um, yeah, you totally read them then. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, like yeah, I I don't remember having Yorkshire. I was too young, but yeah, I'd like to remember. And then um, so my nephew's dad, he's from Barnsley. So he's got a, a a strong Barnsley accent, and it was. I'm just thinking about when he was like, a bit younger. We say like, you know, you go like one, two, three, go. Um, he, he kept being like one, two, three, go. <laughs> he's like <"Two." laughs> yes he's like, one two three go and i'm like it's weird because he'll pick up certain things off his dad but then obviously because we're really, really close and my sister's got a mank accent and he's going to grow up in manchester he'll have like certain things but then you're yeah, like one two three go <laughs> <just> like, what was <laughs> he saying are we saying go but...
1: <laughs> with a barnley accent <laughs> do you know at um at school, I don't, I don't know why in particular I remember this this one thing, but I remember that we, um, I don't even remember the situation, but there was I pronounced, uh, do you know like a lorry? Yeah. I I said the freight like the word wagon like that W A G I N. Oh, like a wagon. Yeah. So. Not like wagon off school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did that a bit later but um yeah <laughs> so referring to a lorry as a wagon like that it because my dad's from merseyside and it, <laughs> I, I must have picked that up from him but yeah that was a weird thing because i remember the kids at school like what are you saying that for it's not it's a lorry <laughs> do you know what I mean but then you don't know do you yeah. and you're gonna get emerged yeah, like... because you know both of them yeah i always
0: used to call them um, sweets you know like just like sweets like gummy sweets all sweets were toffees the Holy, friend Holly and friend Holly is always just be like, why do you call them toffees? They're not. And I'm like, I know the difference between like toffee and sweets,
1: but I feel like that was the main thing where you just go, well, I've got me toffees. Oh, it is because my dad but, still know, says that now, you know. So I think it's even wider because he he says toffees. Like, Northwest. yeah. yeah. And you like, he's like, got a pack of Mary He's like, I got me toffees. And you're like, they're not yeah. toffees. I'm aware it's not made of toffee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, but they are me toffees. So well. Another one is the in Yorkshire, well, I don't know, it could be elsewhere as well, but people say spice. I mean, now, it'd be a bit different if you went and got some spice. Yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, like, my grandad used to send me off on my bike and go, go to the shop and get us some spice.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can't be saying that now.
1: No. You're very different. Can you imagine? Excuse me, sir, do you have any spice? <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, somewhere it's like, I know um, saying things are dead, in so- which... Is like means very, which I think is quite a man thing. you ah, yeah, like dead oh, good, dead good. Or, yeah, Well or, proper as well. We're dead far, yeah. And, and then people, you know, if you mean someone and they're like, "What are these words that you're saying?" You're
1: like, "Well, well we're dead far."
0: You're Americans like, like, like
1: find that weird, far, don't they? Yeah, dead yeah. and proper. Like I didn't realise yeah, that God. I even said it until people. Like it, it. When, I think when we did sister spit and the Americans were like proper. Why, why is that word in there? It doesn't serve a purpose.
0: <laughs> Even like someone, I never realised saying see you later was weird. <laughs> we was working for someone, with someone, and she was from Wales, and she went, Why do you all say see you later when a customer leaves? We were like, What? She's like, You're not going to see them later. I'm like, I might, You might do, they might come back. I've never thought <laughs> about that, actually, like, but yeah. Yeah, I say it on the phone. You know, like, you're like, all right, see you later. And I'm like, I'm not even seeing them at all because I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, it's so weird. Everyone here says, see you later. And we were like, what do you mean? She's like, why not just say bye? And like, it's like a, a less formal bye, you know, which is weird. Speaking of like kind of working in shops, um, I remember when I worked at Didsbury. So that was like a slightly more upmarket area of Manchester. <laughs> and the only person that I came into contact really there there was a few volunteers but the only person that had a regional accent and not a neutral accent um, mostly was the bin man they used to collect the bins so when he come I used to go chatting <laughs> to him so I could get you know a bit of regional accent vibe going on but I start when I went there I started saying bye-bye instead of that like just see seems later. so strange like, <laughs> to hear you, you say that, that yeah it was so weird I'm like bye bye and like yeah it was so weird and I was like oh so you know I, I started to get out of there because I you need to I need to get back tonight yeah see you later have a nice <laughs> day bye but yeah it just felt really strange I was like Ta-ta. why have I started saying this yeah I was like I, once I quit going TTFN oh my gosh. Um, another thing as well was like um another retail based job um where you know we used to get mystery shopped and we weren't allowed to like oh wait ask closed questions and ask things like you're never supposed to ask a customer are you okay there um because that's closed questions you want to be like i can't even think you know like what is it you you're looking for today you know something they can't say yes or no to yeah and we got marked the store got marked down on because these these kept saying, You're all ask, you keep asking people, Are you okay? And we're like, we're not. We're just saying, Are you alright? Which is one word. and it's uh, like, yeah. <laughs> hello. But, like we were contesting, we are like, we're not. And like you know, when you when you do in Manchester, when you say you are right, and someone goes, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? You're like, whoa, I wasn't asking if you are right. Yeah. Like, that really throws you. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. You're like, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, you're, all right. Yeah, you're all right. But yeah, when someone goes, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? You're like, whoa, I wasn't wasn't asking. So, yeah, we were like, we're not asking people if they're okay. We're just saying hello. It's how we say it in Manchester. <laughs>
1: Stop being regionalist. Yeah, that, excuse me, if you're going to mystery shop, you need to know how we speak. <laughs> unfair, unfair. Um, so, on the topic of regional accents and gendered approaches to regional accents, uh, you mentioned before about Oasis being a really good example. So yeah, we should I defo talk about that.
0: When we threw it out, somebody had commented, I can't remember the exact comment, but they were saying, like, the bias and how it's it because I think, and I was thinking about, it, you know, like, thinking even when I was a kid and I thought Dick Van Dyke was actually really a cockney. It took me many years to realise he was actually American. Um, but, you know, like, the people on, in, like, entertainment, we've said it before, you know, like, kind of, like, comedians and stuff like that, they're often male, and it's it's often more acceptable for them to be working class, and they get away with way more stuff, you know. You've got like your Liam Gallagher's kicking off, and versus like your Kerry Katona's kicking off. You know, it's very different. But I was, I all, I've always said about in terms of like, kind of, as I said Oasis is a perfect example. Is if like, if I, because I can't sing, you know I can't hold a note. I've been in bands, but none of us could sing. We just like speak loudly in our accents and cringe. But if, you know, if I was. To, <laughs> But, you know, if I was to form, I used to think when I was little, like, oh, no one wants to hear me singing in my nasal accent. And then obviously Oasis came along. And I'm like, if the fact that, you know, Liam is pure Manc, that is a Manc accent. There's no denying that when he's singing. But if he was a woman, so if it was, like, two women from Oasis, would they have got as big as they got? The answer is no, no not they a chance. No, they wouldn't have been taken seriously not, at all, I don't think. They'd have been like, oh, they can't sing, they sound awful. Like, people, they don't claim Lee and Gallagher can sing, but they, they'll probably say, like, I don't know, applaud him for singing in his accent or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, if he was a woman that is not a chance, people would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Ooh, yeah, I love it when he's
1: like, you know, <laughs> mind, it love it, love it. It's like, no, nobody would have said that. Not a chance. No, it's so true. And I was just trying to think then about women who sing in regional accents. I can think of a load of blokes, but I can't think of any lessons really. Maybe no, um, Katie Tunstall a little bit. You can sort of hear how she speaks. Kate Nash. But, but th- Oh yeah, I guess... But even I think when she went, that was
0: kind of like part of her shtick when it. Because I remember when I yeah. was like, she to sound like she's in like doing a bloody, you know, rendition of Nancy and Oliver." But, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, true. Like it kind of went with. Um, but I think I bet she probably still got some stick for that. I'm trying to
1: think of other people that were. I feel bad. I'm I probably going to maybe... like miss somebody really important and be like bloody hell afterwards. But yeah, I can think of loads of men like um, Maximo Park. I remember when they come out, I was like, "Yes, buzzing, love a northeast accent when you're singing." Um,
0: I guess Kinnicky. Uh, but
1: but yeah. that's why
0: I liked Kinnicky, because I also love a northeast accent. So. <laughs> Especially like mainstream. No, you don't. You don't get it. Or even you get because I think someone else commented about how um, when they were in the band, people were always shocked that um, the singer in their band just she sang just with a. Uh, um, a Huddersfield accent and people are like what why are you doing that you know instead of adopting like a fake American twang or
1: yeah and that it's almost treated as like why are you choosing to do that no actually that is how I speak you dickhead like why is everybody else singing in American accent <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know I'm not in McFly I don't be like hey guys like as soon as I come off stage I'm like hiya <laughs> well it's true isn't it like I mean, I don't know if Kate Nash really speaks like that, I can't remember. It, in my head, it's like a Stacey Dooley accent, and it's like, I love! <laughs> <laughs> but, but I uh... think,
0: yeah, it's weird. Like on it, I get why, like, if you're emulating songs that you listen to, if you listen to a lot of American songs, and that's how it would work. And I feel like unless you're, like, you know, for example, I think we were watching, was it The Masked Singer? And it was, like, Nicola from Girls Aloud, so she's scouse you know mm. unless you unless you're like actually singing singing where you you're not going to hear your accent that much anyway because you know i don't think it comes across when you're like a proper singer
1: <laughs> well yeah because if you think about like amy winehouse and adele it were like proper london accent
0: yeah but then when they're you singing, can't they're tell them when they like...
1: are singing yeah. yeah
0: even things like you know kind of how it was cool to sing like a, a cockney accent in punk days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I feel like maybe polystyrene did that a bit, but oh, yeah, honestly, like I said, you'd never get a female oasis. They wouldn't have blasted any time at all.
1: Nope. Shampoo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly.
0: All the bands that I love apparently just sing in their own um, regional accents.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um so do we have anything else on regional accents i'm just thinking i think I
0: that think was it, on just, it i didn't i I said i think i was saying like i've been told a few times more more times than i wish in, in my life that people go like oh i can't tell where you're from by your accent and it makes me feel very sad and sometimes you know i'll put my accent on more you know, like when sometimes people are like oh I don't want to, I'm just like, right, they've said they don't know where I'm from, so I'm just going to
1: probably be like, have nah, it up.
0: nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it, means, it means several
1: things. <laughs> well, that'll segue nice into the topic of code switching because um, there is this whole concept in there of like, you can ham it up a bit, you can dial it down. Um, it's shit that you have to uh, or that you feel like you have to. But we totally all do that. Like, I definitely have a different voice when I'm at work. Um, and it's just a bit more... I don't know. What what I tell myself is the way that I speak at work is slower because I want people to understand me more. Do That's you know what, I mean? what
0: I call, like, my work voice. Because I think, definitely... I have, like, a phone voice, mm. um, like, at work, because obviously again, it's kind of slower and and I'm taking more time. It's a bit more clear. And the same when I'm talking to customers, because especially if I get, we get a lot of customers in um, where English isn't their first language. And and sometimes I feel like I'm saying words. I'm like, that's not even any, that's like a local word. So I need to swap that. So I always start off with my kind of, this is, the, this is my kind of my work voice. I think I've said this before, you know, I, I'll start with my calm kind of, same with my workshop voice where I want people to kind of, understand me as clear as possible because if they're not from near where I'm from then they might not understand what I'm saying fully so then if I'm in work and I'm kind of like asking people questions and then they're like pure mank then I'm just like oh yeah right so right what you have (laughs) to I instantly switch back but I think it is like you said it is kind of what I call my slower slightly more clear voice is my is my work voice
1: yeah and you can kind of gauge how people respond to it as well can't you but so I think I don't know if it's a northern thing but I've definitely been told a bunch of times that I speak very fast so I'm conscious of that and I want to try and slow it down but yeah I I definitely don't feel like at any point I like try to sound posh because I think I'd rather (laughs) fucking die I'm never going to do that but you know yeah I might to um, I might be like yeah just a bit slower and maybe not not use certain phrases I'm not going to be like Hey, up, last get on with this end, what's coming up to? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not going to be doing that, but, like, when my mum rings me up, every single time, whenever I... So, like, answer... I never answer the phone call, really, other than press. Like, I have to put it on loudspeaker because I hate having the phone next to my head. And as soon as I put the speaker, they're the, like one split second it takes for me to do that. You hear my mum go, hey, up! <laughs> Do you know what I mean sometimes I miss the beginning bit, but it's always the, "Hey
0: up!" That's how my mum rings my name Like <laughs> she'll just be like, "Hey up, hey up!" Like that's the first thing they say to each yeah. other. That's it. But yeah, I definitely. I'm trying to think of. I've never really. I don't. I think. I don't think I've had jobs or places where, you know, I'm thinking of I've done any like public speaking. I guess like workshops is the closest. But even then. That I kind of I start off, but then I can fall back into. But I've never fully code-switched in a way that makes me feel like I need to, in the sense of people will judge me a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: trying to think if I have. Think like, because
1: I've worked in retail so long. Like when you're working, walk into the museum and you're like, "Hello, I'm Selena. I'm an artist, and I'm here for the workshop." <laughs>
0: i don't even i think i've done that like once i you know most of my <laughs> workshops with like youth groups or stuff i'm just like i uh in like really small areas so yeah and i'm like oh they probably booked me because i'm i'm local so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'd love it if you like you know somebody like messaged in and said well i've been to one of selena's workshops and uh, actually it's <laughs> a different vibe or like i work with emma and she talks completely differently at work
0: <laughs> it's like what is this voice? <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, if you
0: do you find that cuz obviously you've done quite a few presentations and and big fancy things at work, do you, do you do you do a lot of putting on your best voice?
1: Well, it's yeah, it's mostly like I say just slowing it down and trying not to use like locally phrases. Um but at the same time, I feel Like, when we talked before about taking up space, I very much like to be in a space of, like, business, but being me. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to be visible for yourself, but then for also anybody else to see you. Um, Because, you know, in the technology world, there's not many women full stop. Um, And there's certainly not any... There's not really many working-class people full stop. So the little Venn diagram, working-class women, not many. Um, but what I do like is the ones that I do get to work with. We're all like absolute lasses, you know. We're from like, like proper Leeds. We've got some Barnsley lasses. It's just nice because people are just like when um, when you get on a call and you realise it's just all all your northern lasses. You're like, all right, love, how you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd I'd really struggle if I worked somewhere where most people had a neutral accent. Yeah, because I think I would. That would make me be like way more conscious.
1: Yeah, for sure. And do you know what is a thing? I do have to change my voice when I talk to Siri or, or when I talk to Alexa. <laughs> it's like that
0: episode, do you remember? There's an episode of the Osborns? <laughs> where Ozzy's trying to is it like the sat nav or something? I can't remember what he's got. <laughs> and he's like trying to tell it, and he's like doesn't understand his his brummie accent, yeah. and he's just like
1: oh. It's true, and from a technology perspective, right? It it does not apply machine learning. So all your tech nerds out there will know what I'm talking about. It just does not So you can try and talk to it all you want. It don't. It does not change. And so I've just got a way of, like, because I have a I have an Apple Watch, and when I talk to it, I I'm glad that I do it in the privacy of my own house, so people don't see me <laughs> looking like I'm transcending my class.
0: <laughs> like, Are you gonna be like? selena shall we record a
1: podcast tonight question mark thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's true though
0: There's, there you go you need to uh, uh i mean i'm putting it out there now but you need to invent some kind of
1: regional based tech for people then well totally and like were it you that i texted oh it might have been you there was somebody anyway and i was i mentioned a person's name it was me. I it think. was you. And I think it it just, Siri changed it to fuck. <laughs> so like whoops, didn't mean to call that person fuck. Uh sorry. <laughs> Edit. But yeah, I think you know, you could be onto some big money there getting some uh, regional regional tech. Just hire all my favorite people, and be like, right, come on, record all the phrases people. Keep everyone in business. Um I'm thinking similar to like not code
0: switching, but Similar, it's kind of like I think a few people said about academic language, mm. and I feel like that's another reason why I probably avoided it a lot because I didn't go to uni, so I didn't have to try hard with all these big words. You know, I'm just selling soap to the people, i selling <laughs> back then I'm selling beads to the people, or I'm selling sweets on my toffees to the people, or I'm selling <laughs> some fancy dress to the people. You know, don't need no fancy words. To sell it. I mean, I don't know. There's a few fancy words I learned in the beading industry, but. <laughs>
1: What's your favourite one? Give us a fancy bead word.
0: Oh, I was trying to think. like Just like di- dichroic. Which is Ooh, a that is of, good. That was like a type of glass, I think. And um, calling things AB, which is just, uh, that word like, Aurora Borealis, which meant it just had like a nice...
1: Ooh. Like,
0: like an iridescent glaze on it. Iridescent's
1: a good word as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel
0: like that's a whole other like ballgame. Because I think if you have a regional accent as well, it doesn't just mean in like the grand scheme of things that you're possibly working class because you've kept on to this accent. I think quite often people read it as you're thick because you can't speak properly or whatever. Yeah, like like you
1: choose to not as well.
0: Yeah, it's like it it makes you sound stupid and you are stupid because why else are you pronouncing words in this incorrect way sort Mm. of thing? But yeah, a few people kind of brought up like the use of academic language and I think we were saying, like, you know, why do you come up with these fancy words for something so simple? <laughs> it's like just say what it is. Stop putting like you know, I don't have to I have to be googling all the words to figure out a bloody
1: sentence, you know what I mean? Yeah, because as well, it's not it's not for anybody else, is it? It's just for you trying to sound like a fucking Chufty pants.
0: Yeah. In surely... it. You want people to understand what you're saying. So, like, I just... Like, one of my... I hate one of the words I get stressed about Discourse. That stresses me out a bit. Do you know... What was that one that... There's another
1: one that's like that that stresses me out a bit. And there like, a one I mean? shared recently and I can't... i like, what? I'm going to have to look on Twitter while you're saying that. It, it got a load of people <laughs> reacting to it. Because there were a bunch of us like, actually, I'm glad you said that. Because I have no idea what that fucking word means either.
0: Um, I feel, like, like you said, it. it obviously I know there's, there's, in academic settings, if you're writing a paper, you have to speak in a certain way. I don't know why that exists, it's stupid. Because people are writing all these papers, I'm like, yeah, but only a small minority of people can read them, because you're using words that nobody knows what they fucking mean. Um, but it's the fact that, it's like, why are you choosing, when there's several words that can mean the same thing, and words that are universally known why are you choosing to use this really complicated word that nobody knows
1: what it means yeah because it's not it's... for for anybody else you're just trying to be a chufty prick
0: yeah you're just gonna be like look at me i know how big frans she was yeah i you yeah, look at her it's all the bloody dictionary Anathosaurus.
1: <laughs> <Swaldasaurus.
0: same> <laughs> I I feel like because I used to say I never liked Dawson's Creek so I never really got into it because I'm like I can't understand it because it's just like Dawson's just looked up a thesaurus and found some other words and that's why I didn't like watching Dawson's Creek because I was like well he's just saying all these silly words I don't know what they mean you know it's it's like you just intend trying to make me feel stupid and thick because it's working
1: yeah and it's keeping you out of the conversation and I found this tweet, right, and the two words that were doing my head in on the 19th of July were, I kept seeing people using hubris and praxis. What? Hub- hubris? Yeah, do you remember? We, we were texting about this because we were like, what the fuck does hubris even mean? And we googled oh, it yeah. and we're Actually, basically I like, remember. it was like arrogance, wasn't it? Hubris. Well, do you know what? People who use that are full of hubris. Yeah, exactly. Hubristic hubrises i bet that's not proper english but yeah i still don't understand what praxis is and what like just talk normal and then do you know when we first talked about why we set up Paul lass like one of the reasons um was like i was going to activist spaces and they were using phrases and i remember at the time being like like the first thing that i said when it was like this is an autonomous space and i was like what does autonomous mean like from the get-go, you're like, don't know what this means. And then there's like a collective and there's like rules of a collective and there's like a treasurer and there's all this stuff and you're like, I don't fucking know what this I whole mean, deal is. I guess if you see something say, this is
0: an autonomous space, you're instantly like, well, this isn't... I don't know what this means, but it's not a space for me. because Yeah, exactly. Exact is. <laughs> so I'm already instantly
1: out. <laughs> see ya. But yeah, so why, why ever... I think if you're an activist in any way then surely what you're trying to do is advance every every person, you know, stick up for every person, help every person. Like, don't be classist in your fucking work that you're doing. Don't be using words. If you're in the space of trying to do this, especially if you're DIY, and even, honestly, like, maybe I'll get some shit for this, but if you are one of those people who is an academic but is also, you know, involved in politics, leave your academic language at home, mate. Like, because it's not it's not really fair. It's you know, you're the person that could help people understand because you can speak both languages, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're help the like, people.
0: Like you saying like I feel like
1: it's purposely
0: done to keep people out of it. So like like you say, putting people in their place. The same with politics. Like, I've had so many conversations with like so many different people, like relations, people I know who are like oh, I don't, I don't get involved because I don't understand, oh, I don't know what's going on, oh, it's all, you know, it's because it's like, it's in language. You know, I, I'm i meant to be in my family. I'm meant to be the one that, you know, gets it all and, and knows stuff. Even I'm having to, like, Google things to find out what things mean. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, like, the yeah. one that's, you know, you're the clever one. You know the fancy words. I'm, like, you know, I watched The Chase pick up a few words. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've not got a PhD in, in a words and shit but um picking them all up from bradley walsh yeah exactly but i think yeah it, it's like there's no there's no call for that now and even as well it's like english isn't your first language you're saying again in like activist spaces and you're using these words so then someone has to i'm not saying because they don't speak english they don't understand but then if they're having to translate words that aren't even common in the english language yeah um, to then understand something i might. like you you basically just like narrowing it down to a, a very few, a lot of people, and I, and that again similar to it, I don't understand why this language is creeping into to kind of activist. I mean, I think maybe maybe it's always been there, and kind of like DIY spaces. So like, do you not want me to come? Because I, I ain't got a clue what you're asking of me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this is a thing. I I just I feel quite strongly about it. If you're gonna be You know, taking part in them spaces, sort your language out in the same way that everybody at the moment is trying to, um, you know, check the sort of gender terms that they're using and make sure that, you know, actively being anti racist. Like, while you're at it, while you're having all this learning time, have a think about the way that you speak to people or about people or to people. Um, I'll tell you somewhere else,
0: I think where I've come across that sort of language, I've definitely got. As I've gotten older, I've got more comfortable in just being like, I don't know what you're saying. I have had <laughs> yeah. like um, a few kind of artistic things, like people emailing me and asking me. Basically, I think in short, they're asking me, can they interview me or can I write a piece on this or that? You know, I've got a, got a bit of clout, apparently. I think I tick a few boxes, so, you know. Bit of clout, bit of clout, um, less <laughs> Ticking tick, 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 <laughs> a few boxes. Um and then, like, I've actually even, like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what these words that you, like, what do you, like, you know, I could look it up, but I'm just like, do you know what? No, you've sent me this email. I'm reading it, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm reading a, another language that I don't speak. So I'm just like, I don't, what do you mean? Like, I just so I sew some pictures. <laughs> Can you just put it into me? And maybe put, maybe if you stitch it out, I will be able to understand. Um, and another area is, like, funding. Uh, and a friend of mine who um, is an academic, she's a lecturer, she was like one day, you know, if you want help understanding stupid words within like funding applications, I can. But I'm that stubborn person, like no, because the whole point is that I shouldn't have to need help, you know, to fill in. So like, again, that rules out. There's so, so many people that won't be able to get access to certain funding because they can't play the game and understand the form and put in the right fancy words. So that rules out a whole lot of people. So possibly the people that need the funding the most um, don't get it because they can't understand the bloody farm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and like, do you know, the the stories that we hear a lot about people going off to uni, you're going in at such a disadvantage because, like, I don't think some people who... Well, all the people, basically, who don't grow up working class, they don't understand that you don't you're not surrounded by these words. Do you know what i mean like for example uh, a couple of words uh, that i was just like wait a minute i've never heard that word in my life you know and i were in like my 20s or my 30s i, I first heard the word bilious and i swear i would never heard it before right and i read a lot i watch a lot of telly i fucking swear i've never heard the word bilious and i had to look it up and i was like why don't you just say you felt sick Oh, is that where
0: that Oh like bile. Is that where bile comes
1: from? I don't know, maybe.
0: Makes sense. I have never even heard that word until you think you just said it now. Yeah, feeling a bit
1: bilious. I was like, Is it is it what? Latin from bile or something? Do I need to have spoken Latin? <laughs> Probably. But then, yeah, I think, you know, there's um you're not around the words. So unless you are like a bookish person, which again, working class and reading, there's lots of different things there. Like, not only are you like, let's say everybody's at the bloody start line at, at first day of uni. A bunch of people have got all these fancy words. Other people are just like, yeah, uh, I don't know any of the words, but, you know, I know all about this subject. I'm sorry, but they absolutely will get marked higher if they use them fancy words. They just will. I don't believe for a second that people are like, mm, yeah, because it's like, oh, you know, you know, you need to be articulating the point better or whatever. I heard phrases like that. I'm like, mate, I'm doing a fucking film degree. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've just watched the first fucking 15 minutes of Don't Look Now, right? Shut up. <laughs> it shouldn't be this extra layer of stupid words just to price me out of shit. And, like, like we are talking about... Um, like, if you, if you overlay this idea over sports, right? Sports is, like, so, you know, you can watch it and you don't have to, you know, read a really solid text and learn big words. You can, like, watch sport and go, oh, yeah, I can't figure that out. Or... Like, you can play it in your own way and you can, like, interpret it, you know, like jumpers for goalpost post vibes. Or you can practice and be really, really good and then you can become a footballer or become a tennis player or whatever. You don't have to learn the fucking lingo. You just do it and you would be good at it and then you are it. What does maiden about academia is, like, it puts this layer over shit. Do you know what I mean? Where you feel like that you can't enter it because you don't, you don't know enough. You, you can't speak it or whatever, so then you're ousted. You can't make your own version of it because then it's like, oh, well, you're just stupid, like, what are you are trying to do? And then, yeah, like, then if you do get past all that, you judge separately as well. So I just think it's bullshit. Anyway, what's the fucking point, right, in academia at the end of the day? Write your paper in real words. Why does it have... Why, does it, why can it not be, like, what you know about? Why does it have to be fancy words?
0: That's because I'm like, that's the thing, you know, if you want to do it for others to read, then you know like you doing this thing let like everybody read it because only yep. a small amount of people are going to be able to read it and understand it and get anything from it
1: exactly <laughs> to use a posh word exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um let's tackle ebonics next because that's a good one and honestly i think that's a, that is a word because it is an academic word that I bet a lot of people don't know what it means, but I reckon they're guilty of using it.
0: That's the thing as well. I think quite often, in just in life, people the people that I've come across that probably know quite fancy. They probably know what bilious, you know, <laughs> maybe not, but you know, they'll know more words than me. Are often the people that are quite guilty of like appropriating language as well. Mm-hmm. um and using the like abonics, I was having this um conversation at work recently about kind of like appropriating like American um English vernacular um which has been like made popular with things like drag race and you know kind of taking phrases from like ball culture and like hip-hop and I guess because we consume so much kind of north american culture as well it's inevitable that you're going to start saying things but then i always bring it back to the fact that a lot of people appropriate kind of like um black british uh, vernacular yeah um and because you see it a lot and the things like especially it's often in spaces that are like kind of working class southern and northern um i know a lot of it has roots in kind of like london uh, around kind of things like, I think there's things like grime and getting better, bigger and like, you know, artists are growing from that and quite famous. Basically, it's like when people start saying like, yes, fam, allow it, fam. And I'm just like, who who are you?
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't you find as well that like, you, there'll be some people who that will just like float out of the mouth, like, like effortless, you know, and you know the legit, but then my you brother. have
0: that's how my brother speaks to his friends.
1: Yeah, and then you have other and now people. He has
0: done since he was like I
1: don't know, like eleven, ten, eleven. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can just tell. You can tell when it's somebody trying to make it happen like fetch. Do you know? Like <laughs> it's either embarrassing white people or even like it can be people of colour but that like that aren't involved in the culture and kind of speaker almost neutral but then dash things in as well. It's like a strange. I don't know. I feel like you can just tell when someone is trying to do this. Like, you get me? Do you know what I mean? At the end of a sentence, and you're like, "What? That? What?" It like (laughs) shocks you because you're like, "What? What?
0: Just drop that in at the end." Yeah, because what I said, I sent out this email to every all the different shops and the company. and I was just like, you know, at the end, end of day, right? End of day. If you, if this is how you speak with your friends, but possibly not how you'd speak with your with your mum or with um a work colleague or your boss then that's not how you speak yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah my brother doesn't go around going nah nah allow it now allow it ah nah yeah nah 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 like man yes yeah, fam, yeah you know he doesn't that's not how he just speaks to his friends that's how he speaks to us you know maybe if he was at a place to work he'd he'd probably poshing it up a bit <laughs> But he'd still essentially be talking like that. He's not going to be like, oh, no, thank you. He'd be like, no, no, allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's not (laughs) going to be like, actually, no, I'd rather not have that. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) But do you like to do what I mean? And I think, because some people, I "I know you pick sayings up, because even I started speaking like that, and I think that's because I've grown up with my brother. So I'll start dropping things in like that. And then there was a few people at work who were at like my brother's age and they'd start speaking like that. And I, you know, I'm thinking I'm like, I'm n- going to be starring in the next H video up on Moston Lane uh-huh. or whatever.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to need to get my words right for when I'm like, you know, background feature. Um, but yeah, it's just, like you said, it's so obvious when that isn't you, how people speak. And it's like, I don't know what the, the term for code switching is, where you want to, it's 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 a in that way because you know that they're not gonna it's you know it's Jess Glynn going to wherever she went fucking
1: sexy fish
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know we have a bloody kicking off at the restaurant one mean when it had a dress code and I'm like you know working class person would turn up somewhere that if the dress code they're not going to turn up in their trackers and go let me in let me in fam allow it allow
1: it you know discrimination <laughs> <laughs> like, that- fam
0: they can switch it yeah you know it's like they can turn it off when needs be they yeah, can turn exactly. it up um but as soon as they know like it's not going to get them anywhere or it's going to get them in trouble or it's get them seen as less than then they'll soon drop it and that's that's when you know it's being appropriated
1: yeah and you know there's massive white privilege to it you know can just drop that bit off when it when it counts and um there's also the class privilege level of it as well so i just remember and we we've We've laughed about this for a long time, but like when I used to work in size, I think if you want to see an example of like appropriation and a just go and hang about in a size. Because when you go in, you'll notice that most of the staff that work there are white. And whether they choose to do this or not, a lot of them are middle class, right? So the staff are as much of the problem as the clientele. Um the people who own size it's jd sports hope i don't get a cease and desist for chatting shit here but anyway <laughs> um i'm sure they're all listening with the lawyers listen to ball um i'll certainly not go into how i got suspended but anyway so they they're basically like football lulagoon people as well you know they're not into street culture in terms of you know ask them if they know what drill is not not a fucking prayer mate if to ask them about terrace wear from 1983 yeah It's very much that sort of white, uh, working-class culture, but appropriating it. Those people, that's not their culture, a lot of them. The people that come in, you've got your full-on, like, bona fide, like, three generations of full-on football hooligan that come in, all wearing the same Lyle and Scott, you know, jackets and the same Adidas Sambas. Like, that's the vibe. But then I think they kind of, as a brand, they want to be, you know, oh, we'll do a bit of Stussy and we'll do a bit of, you know, we'll try and be a bit more street and uh, it, it, yeah it's just really forced but the worst the worst thing about it is uh, when the kids come in and they'll be in with their their friends and they'll be like sometimes it's like a group as well of like a bunch of different races and the white kid will always be like trying to overcompensate do you know what I mean so like so <laughs> the other kids are just like again it's just, like effortless or like you know not trying too hard and you'll have the white kid and he'll be like oh dropping some mad peas fam do you know what I mean and you'll be like it was taught you to speak like that what are you doing and then like you know the next weekend or whatever he'll be in with his mum because he's obviously his mum's buying his trainers for him and not a peep <laughs> do you know what I mean
0: it's, it's weird though because um because my brother was like heavy he's, he's he's still really into trainers but you know he like paints them and stuff so he's, he's quite well known in his game um but he was like heavy into like queuing up for trainers and like he's you know he knew all the massive trainer nerds and the majority of them are like pretty upper middle class white like young white lads who I guess because trainers are pretty expensive yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure, yeah who else can afford them but yeah which is weird because like you're saying like the marketing of like these sort of things is kind of like it's it's as if it's aimed at like young working class inner city black lads um but the reality is that's not you know who's buying it, and that's—I guess—that's the same as like. That's why they're walking around being like, "Yes, fam."
1: Yeah, and they were just so. <laughs> you know, do they hit, hit uni? That that'll be gone. Yeah, and you know, and I do think like, have you, have you seen that new show Betty about the skaters? No. So there's a group of, of lasses, right, and they're all skaters, and it's in New York, and I don't know how old they're supposed to be, but I feel like probably maybe 20 or something like or early 20s, right? Maybe even a bit younger. And there's one white girl, and she's like, yo, oh, my God, fam. It's embarrassing. Like, so much so that I feel like I can't watch the show. I'm <laughs> going to keep watching it, but, I, <laughs> and it's based on them in real life because they're all real skaters. I don't know if that's what she's like. Or but, they're amping it up for the show. But, yeah, you do, you do just be like, oh why aren't your friend told you to just dial it down? <laughs> because honestly, she's just... She's, like, so bad. I'll send you a clip. It'll drive you mad. But, like, all the other people in the whole thing, just, like, five other girls or something, like, and all of them are, like, <laughs> different races, different heritage. Like, one, one has, like, Colombian heritage. Like, kind of is white passing, but has Colombian heritage and, like, has some scenes where she's speaking Spanish. And none of those people are coming out with these stupid fucking phrases and it's just so completely annoying and and obvious and i don't i I almost feel like what do you think if you speak like that that people are going to be like oh yeah you're not just like that token white person like this that's like a nerd or whatever or not as cool because you're white like if you speak like this then you'll be cool it's like what kind of logic is that it's
0: like uh i
1: I fam it on the weekends and i'm bilious in the (laughs) weekdays. I feel like we're just chatting so much shit tonight, but, like, it's one of them. I think we just need to air it because, you know... I mean, I'm totally guilty of it. There's certain phrases that I use.
0: uh, and
1: like like I said, a lot of the...
0: Like, you know, I've known a lot of people who are, like, from inner-city Manchester, proper working class, and they use it. And I think that doesn't even grate me as much. It's literally, like, some uni kid who's... It's always that kid that's got a bloody nasty-ass cheap-ass 90s tracksuit I'm like I wouldn't even have worn that in the 90s at my poorest you know with their trainers that are, they're, not, they're not even clean I'm getting on that one again you know like dress <laughs> yeah. like people dressing like council estate chic you know like trying to look poor yeah and trying to sound poor it's that whole thing isn't it like yeah it's that weird package of appropriating something that's not even that real you know like this is what working class people talk and dress like I'm gonna try it on Make yeah. it more cartoony, and then,
1: like, still be bilious in it. It's just, it's just I love like that, that that's become the... Uh, we should put that on a badge. <laughs> Ask me what bilious means.
0: I thought you were saying, like, the billiard room, you know, in the, on Cluedo.
1: Billiard. Is that, is that like snooker, billiard? billiard I, think, yeah, I think
0: it's just, like, a posh word for the game room. I'm basing this purely <laughs> on um, playing Cluedo
1: a lot as a kid. Uh, but... Also, like, on the topic of ebonics is, like, you know, there's this kind of, Well, if you Google it, there's, like, a whole split of people saying, like, where do you get off just basically saying that, that this is, like, a different language and is, like, subpar, basically, to, to like, inverted commas, proper language. Like, how about people just speak out of the way, you know, they the want to speak? Also, language, and I'm, <laughs> I'm no linguist, Selena, <laughs> but somebody made it up, didn't they? Somebody made languages up. Somebody decided what is proper and what isn't proper. Shut up. Just let people speak how they want to speak. Like, maybe not people doing stupid clown voices. That's stupid. But let people speak how they want to speak. <laughs> Don't just give it a word and go, oh, yes, that's that's how black people speak. It's different. It's not as proper as we are. Like, shut up, mate. Well, that's like, the thing. It's like
0: you think about why did why did these terms come, you know, if you look at history of words whether that is, you know, from black communities or working class communities. It's like, where did the words come from? They came from something. And it. I guess it's like ownership. So they got invented in these communities. So these people use it. But then somebody comes in and takes it and yeah. then decides whether it's proper or not or whether, whether they want to drop it at the weekend, depending on how many cool points they want to get. Um, <laughs> but then that not, not drop it in there in their PhD because you won't get any good marks for that I clearly don't know how academia works I
1: know both of us are like I mean I went to uni but I feel like I didn't get do you know what I mean that level of (laughs) I don't know maybe I just didn't check into it as much and the fact that I did a film degree I don't know but I you know what when people say things um let me think of a good example in fact let's go into the the Bridget Jones thing right so do you like, some people go to uni and they like, study the classics. That's a phrase that people use. Oh, it, no, isn't that what it's called though?
0: What's like the actual degree
1: called? Is it not called that? Well, I don't know because I don't know if you can just say, oh, I have a PhD in the classics or if it's like classic literature or classic history. Oh, maybe. Or is it oh, all of them? Yeah. Is it like I all of the I things? Know I, know,
0: I know a few people that have done, you know, the classics. i never really asked.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So... It's that that world that I think there's, like, a next tier of, like... Do you know in our generation of when, like, more people were able to just go to uni um, under labour where we didn't have to pay for it? And that's why I went, right? So I was just there as, like, a a fucking token weirdo even though it was only in bloody Sheffield. Um, But then, you know, people who go to, like, private schools or go to them universities that are really hard to get into, like, Durham and shit, do you know what I mean? Like, oh... Like it's like a proper uni, not like Sheffield Hallam or like ex Polytechnics or the the, the things that people are like. Oh, you went to Hallam or you went to the Metropolitan. <laughs> like it's not as good. Like there is some sort of thing there, like where people just speak Latin and shit, or do you know, seem to have read or memorized poetry. Like, and I just think, I think at the age of thirty four, even if I like studied every single day and did everything on the Open University course. You know, like do you know them things what you do online? I still don't think I would cram in the amount of shit that they must do in their private schools, just in their childhoods, because they just know so many facts. They just I know mean, so
0: much stuff. I think basically I filled with my head with too much nineties pop culture. Yeah. You know? So I can I can quote most of queerest folk to you, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you uh, any poetry.
1: <laughs> I'm Mozart. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. On that, I've been watching Bridget Jones, Anna, And at the end of the day, right, Bridget Jones was 30 fucking two years old. And she was also nine stone. So in case you didn't know those things and you're about to watch it, let me spoil it for you in a way where you could just be like, glad I got that out of the way before I started watching it. <laughs> Completely fucking like... When, when you're younger and you watch Bridget Jones, it's like, oh, do you know what I mean? She's like embarrassing. And she makes comments like, oh, I'm 33 years old and I've got an arse the size of two tennis balls... Uh, tennis balls? Footballs. And you're like, you're nine stone, you fucking dickhead! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, you watch it now and you're like, what the fuck are you on about, Bridget Jones? Anyway, it's off its head. It hasn't aged well. Um, But in the second film, there's some really good class shit in there. Like, I don't know if Bridget Jones is explicitly supposed to be working class or if the woman who wrote it is, but there's a couple of like... I don't know it's hard to tell cuz uh she's an American actress so yeah and she's got that bloody neutral accent see if yeah. she didn't have the neutral accent we might know cuz she's just doing her british accent yeah and like obviously the casting of her parents they're like I've never seen it like very posh um <laughs> you'll if you google them you'll you'll recognize them straight away they're both like pretty posh anyway so in the second film they like ham the class stuff up a bit so Bridget is um, sorry. Spoiler alert, second film. Um, I, mean, I feel like if someone hasn't watched it now, they're probably not. Got, by, by someone, I mean me. <laughs> we're not, not you've had it. nineteen years to have watched it. <laughs> I think I think we're all right to spoil it. So in the second film, she starts dating Colin Firth, who plays Mark Darcy, and Mark Darcy is a human rights lawyer, and Bridget Jones is the type of person who like accidentally like tucks a... Dress into her pants, um, makes jokes about being overweight all the time. Again, nine stone, um, but you know she she like sort of portrays herself as being like tragic and embarrassing all the time, and she totally isn't. So she starts dating Mark Darcy, which is mental and and wouldn't happen in real life. It just wouldn't. Um, and she goes to this legal ball, and everyone's really posh, and uh, there's this amazing scene. Selena, I put it on Instagram, so hopefully you've seen it when um, she like stumbles onto a conversation with Mark and some of these other like legal people. And they're talking about how um, charitable giving is stupid and like people shouldn't do charitable giving um, because actually it doesn't help people to change their lives. It just helps them to stay in the same place. So basically like begging more versus, you know, give people the seeds to help them grow their own futures. And it's just like, and then she comes out with this amazing speech like, That is the most stupid, you know, white, upper middle class, uh, bald man comment sort of thing. And then, like, everybody in the room turns around (laughs) because it's all them. And it's amazing. So it's like a really good class moment. But then she kind of has this inner dialogue where they invite her on a ski trip and obviously she doesn't know how to ski and they're all like, I've been skiing since I was five. And she just feels like an absolute clown. Uh, You know, and they kind of treat her like a clown as well because she doesn't you know, she hasn't had the years of blending in and and doing all these things like learning to ski or learning to speak, inverted commas, proper, or, you know, the classic that we always like to use, um, Jack on the Titanic, you know, what what fork and knife and shit you're supposed to use. It's like this idea of you are more educated or you've got more money or you're more cultured or you've travelled to more places, just by default makes you feel lesser if you haven't, as if that's what you should be doing, or you're, like, behind everybody else, it's all really negative. Um, so, you know, it will totally affect your self-worth. And if you think about relationships in that context as well, um, there's this, like, really good scene where they're talking about the fact that she might be pregnant. Um, and the first thing that Mark Darcy says is, well, he'll if I have a son, he'll be going to Eton because we've got, like, five generations of Darcy boys going to Eton. And she was just like, "Uh, no, mate, no son of mine is going to Eaton. And I think she even uses the phrase toffee-nosed, which I love. (laughs) And, yeah, it's just like how, you know, all these things are so implicit. Like, how do you even get past that? That would be a deal-breaker, wouldn't it? Like, if you're dating someone, and I totally have dated people who are posh. I don't know what's wrong with me, but (laughs) it keeps happening. Um, You're living
0: out your Bridget Jones fantasy.
1: (laughs) Clearly I am. And it never fucking works. I need to watch all the films again. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, what what happens if you're in a relationship and then, like, the other person says, actually, if I, we have this I kid. I like to
0: think it wouldn't happen because they'd have, like, awareness of, you know, their class. Not, you know, not that, you know, I, I want you to be like, oh, I'm so utterly ashamed of... <laughs> <laughs> Being, having gone to eat it but do you know what I mean I feel like in order to have got to that point you know I'd like to think they're aware of their privilege in the same way that I'm aware of my privileges but imagine if like that was just a bombshell or like it was just like yeah this is one thing we never mentioned because I just can't it's like one just just my parents you know I'm just it's just the one thing I'll, I'll give back to them you know it could be something
1: like that where they're like everything else I disagree but this one thing you be like fuck off no <laughs> Do you know, I do think as well, like in relationships, you know, because you just want to see the good in people, don't you? And you like have that whole like honeymoon haze that you could genuinely go for like a few months potentially and then they just say something and you're like, you fucking what, pal? Get to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Eton, Sling your hook.
0: But But, yeah, I don't know. They could be selling it in a way, you know. It's like that weird thing. I always, um,. When celebrities... Because I get it that I realise now that celebrities probably send their kids to private school because they're famous and there's less chance of them getting hounded by the press. Mm. But speaking British kids. But, you know, like, again, you know, like when you're watching Celebrity Gogglebox and they've got the kids on and I'm like, what's the regional accent? You know, if it's like a celebrity that is working class with regional accent, but their kids are like, oh, they've got a a neutral accent. You're like, oh, oh, well, they probably went to posh school, didn't they? Because the the mum or dad's dead rich because they're famous.
1: Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Or like, if the man or or scout the celebrity, like, and the kid's new tree, like, yeah, they probably just moved to Cheshire. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: you're like, oh, what? And then I'm like, you know, not you want my dad's accent. But then, I, yeah, I excuse it, and I was like, oh, I guess it's harder when you you've got a famous parent. And you want to try and protect your kid. I don't think you can just go to a local comp dance school without paparazzi outside. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, true. And like. But- do you think as well that there's um it's probably getting a little bit off topic, so I'll rein it back in. But the, I think there's a there's a thing of where you you would want your kid to be like you. Like the, if I had a kid, I wouldn't want my kid to be posh. Do you know what I mean? Like a like a posh person coming across as posh or like being rude to people or using silly words like bilious. <laughs> but it,
0: it's that weird thing that was like you want everybody always wants better for their kids than what they had. Yeah. In the sense that like you want to do. Like, well, I didn't have this, so I want want to make sure that I can provide that for you.
1: Is that why eventually then they become (laughs) poor? Yeah, maybe. But like, do you know there's that like inherent thing as well, isn't there, where people all think, um, do you know how to explain this when you like bring your kid up and you, yeah, you have more money and like you have more like access to culture or all that sort of stuff. Like, no nobody's, like, wanting to be working class, and I think that's what people... Do you know, like, everyone's proud to be it when you are it, but yeah. it's, like, this idea of, you know, when people, like, want to pretend that they're working class or, like, masquerade or have people think they're working class because they think it makes you more legit, but they're just cherry-picking the good bits. It's yeah, like that, like, isn't it? I
0: wouldn't... Yeah, obviously, because we... The whole, our whole premise is that we, like, kind of focus more on posy stuff and telling stories and, on, you know hearing working class voices but yeah you, it isn't something you wouldn't choose to like be thought of less than or struggle but like I said but I'm like super proud and then but like I also wouldn't want to be like mega posh <laughs> do you know? but, yeah. then like, but then that's because it's easy to say that because I wasn't born into that do you know what I mean yeah it's like well then what would I have been if I
1: could have chosen it's just weird innit? not it and, and I get it like if if you're posh and you're like oh bit cringe like I want to just put some Reeboks on but you just don't know the rules do you know what I mean you don't know which to wear. <laughs> you don't know how to speak you're trying your best I just think come on love like it's not like as well and, and I've had this as well actually in the the relationships that I've been in with with middle class people has been they sort of like accuse you of being do you know, like um oh, just because someone's posh doesn't mean they're a bad person. Well, yeah, fucking dickhead. Like, I don't think that. Like, I've I've got mates who are posh, do you know what I mean? Like, sure. I was just
0: thinking that, I was like, I feel like, in fact, we always say people are posh and we, like, equate middle class with posh. But I think my difference is there's middle class and then there's posh middle class. So, yeah, you know, I've got, like I said, you know, I've got many people in my life that are middle class. But if it's when they acknowledge that and understand that, and again, their privileges, that dif- differentiates them from being... Like, they they could have posh childhoods or posh upbringings, but they're not as such
1: posh, if that makes sense. No, I totally know what you mean. I think posh just makes you a dick. Like, you yeah. can be middle class, I don't think you're a dick. Like, it's you as a person. If you choose to pretend to be working class, I think you're a proper end.
0: Yeah, then, yeah, you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just be your bloody self. And, like, if you went to private school just fucking say it, because I tell you what, people don't just say that shit up front. You accidentally find that stuff out. (laughs) They will try to hide that shit all the time. Mate, you've had a a great start in life. You've actually had a massive fucking, like, benefit over loads of other people. Don't be a dick about it and act like you haven't. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's the difference, I think. Yeah, just have a bit of respect, like... Because that's what it is, isn't it? It's respect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I was thinking about one of the other things we were going to talk about was like that there's been that kind of it's not even a meme is it it's just like someone there's a few posts that someone's done which is kind of like what's considered classy if you're posh but trashy if you're working class same I think it's like what's considered classy if you're white and trashy if you're not white yeah um and there's been a few things like day drinking is one i can't remember all the others it's been quite a few but yeah day drinking made me laugh so i'm like it's very true <laughs> yeah some of them are actually bob on <laughs> um but one that i feel that's appeared in most is speaking two languages yep which i was like yeah. i mean i don't speak two languages you know um but i was like you know i, I can speak two languages but it's that thing isn't it that if you were particularly a white middle class person and you're like oh yeah i speak several languages you'd be like oh my god amazing love it love it oh you're so fancy oh i'm bilingual or i'm multilingual (laughs) oh yeah that's what you say isn't it but then people who um for whatever reason whether english isn't their first language or they're children of immigrants they spoke not in like a different language to english at home that is not considered Um, classy whatsoever
1: well yeah and like it's not like people are gonna I say people, white people are gonna be like wow yeah hang about with those kids, they're they're multilingual how exciting do you know what I mean, it would absolutely be like ignorant white people you know would be like oh if you're in England speak English it's that type of bullshit, do you know what I mean that's the double standard that there is yeah it is, it's completely,
0: it's like yeah, it's so weird, and it, it, yeah, it's like why are you speaking like that? But that, yeah, which is, <clears throat> which comes from like not just white middle class, but white working class people as well. You're like, oh, yeah. well, you're here now, so speak like you're from here.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and thinking as well that because people um, whose language, whose first language is not English, is like that they're, they're stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like when. Like, when fucking tourists go to Spain, and they're like spelling things out, like, "Do you know where the spa
0: is?" Well, even like you know, at work, because I say we get a lot of like um, non-English speaking customers, and then you if you get like some other people at work, and they're like, "Oh, they're, I've, you have clicked on that they're not English," or they'll say, "I'm not English," so then they're just like, "So I'm going to speak," I'm like, "Why are you shouting at them?" <laughs> it's just.
1: Just so grim. Again, it's that like, like arrogant white lens as well of everybody else is stupid, you know, English is the best thing ever, white skin well, is that... the best thing ever. Yeah, you know, and
0: these are the people that will like move to another country possibly and be like, I'm not learning the language, but it's like... Oh, Benadolm. <laughs> <Benidorm. laughs> yeah, but then if someone comes to England, they have to learn how to speak English. I was like, mm, how does that work? And I feel like often um, they're shamed um, or, you know, in into kind of it's like embarrassing for them to speak another language whereas yeah. when I was a kid I was like oh because I remember I had a friend and she used to take me to um Chinese Sunday school didn't I you know and I'd be sat there and we'd be like have these little workbooks that I couldn't stand. but I was like this is so amazing so I was like god I wish I'd learn another language yeah you know the fact that I was like oh, wow she can speak two languages this is so cool um and I was always dead jealous of anyone that could speak another language when there was a child. Um, but, like, the idea that, you know, I've had friends where they were embarrassed to speak to their parents in um, the like, native language because, they, you know, people look at them weird. Or then they'll laugh at things they say because if they've learned English from wherever, whether that's, like, reading books or watching telly, so you'll learn whatever you're watching. And then people are like, oh, are you saying that? That's weird. And like, well, that's
1: just the way I've learned English. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, the whole thing as well of um, having those conversations with family members, um, you know, in front of people like your friends and and whatever, and having, again, a bit of code switching, but you can't really hide it if you're on the phone to them. And when you break the, do you know, like a a block of what your friends have absolutely no idea what you're saying, and then you break it up with like an English phrase. Like I've been, like so many like opportunities so many occasions where a friend has got off a phone call with family and then someone's gone oh that's amazing like i didn't understand what you were saying but like then you said that english word in the middle and that was amazing do you know what i mean like it's like wow (laughs) what the hell like i remember him a friend of mine spoke urdu like all the time to his family and he'd have like english words in the middle uh, in an accent and um like, I worked with him for three years, and every single time in the staff room, when he'd come off a phone call, somebody would pipe up and be like, That were amazing, that. I've no idea what you said, but and then I heard that bit in the middle. <laughs> every time. Like, it, mu- it must be very fucking tiring. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
0: was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, that it's like seen as like this super privileged thing when posh white people uh, can speak many languages.
1: Like when you're at a restaurant and you order French food in a French accent. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, look at me. <laughs> it's a mushroom, mate. It's a fucking mushroom. <laughs> but yeah, I,
0: yeah, when I kept seeing that flying around, I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. It's so true. Day drinking and speaking two languages. It's so true.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that might be it for today. I think we've... Uh... We've covered some right ground there, mate. Well um I
0: was just thinking before we go, have you got any favourite or least favourite um local words?
1: Hmm, that is a good one. Well I've already done me a, a man made a smoke, which everyone please use and let us keep it going. Um, um I think like for
0: for me my favourites about the uh the Mancunian mother tongue is a. Uh... <laughs> is um, first of all, and we don't say our H's, so there's like a few it's a funny videos. It's so a nice game I like to play where you say words that don't uh, begin with a H, like I are you so that's hello, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find that quite funny, Um, uh, but my favorite term is like I said before, like ER. Yeah, um, I don't know how you'd spell that, but that can mean like ER as in there you go, it's for you, or ER as in like give it to me, or as in er it's over there all right er come here it's or a popular, american it's like tv series Very versatile. <laughs> um yeah things that I, ne- I never i never like but i think this is more purely for my mum because obviously my mum was like born and bred in yorkshire so like um but which is weird because then my dad because he's from jamaica he also pronounces words like this a little bit it's like your your two t's is becomes like a a k sound it's so, like lickle Kekle. Ah, Neagle. yeah, yeah. Hospital. I mean, not even too hospital. Um, yeah. Growing up, I never liked that. Cause my mum was like, oh, I, "Oh, no, don't say that." Um, yeah. My, my dad will say like lickle He also says like things like Smith instead of Smith. you like the Smiths, the Smiths. I'm like, it's like oh the Smiths. All right, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, little, legal, Um and one which I never could get my head around, um, which was um, chimley which is chimney.
1: I, I have heard
0: people it. say oh, that actually. Hmm. Yeah, chimley yeah, that there's for you going to school, going to because like Yeah, and then you know, and then it was like in my chimney, And I'm like, and you what? Like in my chimney? Like, <laughs> like, Yeah, me chimney. and I'm like, There's no L in it. Like, yeah, but it's what it's called in it. I was like, All right <laughs> So yeah, I think that they're words that always confused me, even though I've only ever spoke in a mank accent. But yeah.
1: Well, two clear ways to prompt a mad debate are... <laughs> What do you call a circular small <laughs> bit of bread? <laughs> and yeah, but then... I don't
0: even know what I call it anymore. <laughs> and it depends on where I'm getting it from, if it's from the
1: chippy or if it's, you know, it, oh, it's in... <sighs> it'll, it'll set the on. bloody internet alight. What we'll do is when we, you know, after. Yeah, so after the last episode, I did a poll every day on Twitter. So we'll do, we'll do the same thing again on this one. What do you call a small round bit of bread? It's a fucking bread bun, pal. Anyway, moving on. Next one. Is... It's a balm at the chippy. <laughs> Them big flat ones, that's a balm at the chippy. It is in your end. <laughs>
0: chip, what would you call the chip? Bu- you say chip balm? Do you not say chip balm? No, that's that's northwest, that. All right. Yeah. So it's a. Yeah, but it's like a bread a cake. cake. And then when people say it's a cob, I'm like, a cob is a crusty roll. That's like got a out, hard outer shell. Yeah, I don't say balm cake. I'm not that far northwest. <laughs>
1: Balm two cake, seven,
0: Two southern for a barm cake just the barm just the chip barm
1: and then the other one is what yeah. do you call that little little path that goes between oh, a few houses it... or around the end of your street what's that
0: see that's weird because i think a lot of people in manchester do call it a ginnel but i call it an entry interesting well i would say snicket oh snicket i think that's a bit fancy that is My a snicket it, dear a snicket's a like a cut through that's like if there's, like, an overgrown small path from one place to another. You Not know, where you take your wheelie bins
1: <laughs> <laughs> down. To, to me, yeah, a snicket is, like, all of that. It's I just did. a bit of a pathway. Quite a lot of people say ginnel.
0: here. Yeah. But or yeah, ginnel. Ginnel like, or a
1: ginnel.
0: It's in the entry.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, like, is that
0: just my family that say that? No. I'm,
1: now I'm thinking, is it just my family that say that? <laughs> We'll find out with uh, this eagerly-awaited Twitter poll. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any more. They're, they're the usual two that will get everybody chatting yeah. shit for ages.
0: Yeah, they, they are. Another one... Um, yeah, this isn't... I think this is purely... I feel like this is, like, South Yorkshire versus West Yorkshire. Like, the little bits of fried batter that you get at the chippy. Scraps, mate. Are they scraps, any bits?
1: Scraps! Scraps at your end, think bits in West. I think that's right, you know. Yeah, because when you say scraps, some people are like, er, what? (laughs) Like chips with bits or some scraps. You see, I always thought bits were like, I swear you could get this thing called like cod bits or something and it actually had like little bits of fish. Yeah, Um,
0: like little round bits of, yeah, I've had them before.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll (laughs) take to Twitter and all will be revealed, (laughs) mate. You have to, you know, we need to find out where the people are from. True. Be like, answer the poll and then comment below where you're from. <laughs> I answered this and I'm from. But then I have also lived here. <laughs> I swear our... Um, I was going to say readership. Listenership? Our listeners? I sound like a fucking Alan Partridge. I think a lot of our listeners are northern. Do you, do you know what? I think... you
0: Because know, when we were talking about accents before, some of the feedback we get is often people say they like it listening to us because they like hearing northern or regional accents. Yeah, we've had that a few times, haven't we? Yeah. So, yeah, if you, if you want, let us know if you want us to, to ham it up a bit more. If you want me to drop my, if you, drop my work drop slash work voice and just proper, like, not speaking clearly on purpose and just going full throttle. Or if you want me to get my brother on, you can just translate my words for me. exceptional yeah can get that because you might not know what a word is saying so yeah
1: (sighs) i love it i fucking love doing this podcast to be fair i'm glad people actually like listening to us do it i do
0: worry every time people are like what a shit are they chatting now oh my god that's the brand that's the
1: fucking (laughs) brand mate it's what you get (laughs) right on that on that note it's bloody 20 past nine, pal. I need to get my pyjamas on. Oh,
0: I'm going to go and have a bit of cheesecake. Not too much. Don't want to feel too bilious. Oh,
1: <laughs> mate. Every time I speak to can? you now, that's what I want. I want you to just drop bilious <laughs> in. <laughs> bilious fog. Sorry. Bilious indeed. I think it's some more... Another one is actually ergo. Honestly, my entire fucking life, i never heard anybody say ergo. I was like, fucking ergo, what's that? And then I got looked at like an absolute wanker. And now I hear it all the time, but it's a certain person who says it as well. You don't have like, "Oh, you're right, Em. How are you going, mate?" Blah 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 blah. Ergo. I'm
0: start saying it, but then that will that will just like fall into my vocab then, and I'll start it will, it saying it. Never... That happens to me. I'll say a word <laughs> as a joke, and then it becomes one of my words.
1: If you can make ergo work in your accent, I'm, I don't hear for can. it. Ergo. Yeah, ergo. It's how, you, you've got I to do it in context that. as well, though. You've got to
0: be like, you know. Uh, ergo, I was. No, I don't even know how to use that Exactly.
1: It me. just doesn't work. It's just <laughs> weird. <laughs> so that's your thing. Try and, try and fit in bilious and ergo. Everybody listening as well, that's your challenge for the week.
0: It's like in Kalulus where she's like, I hope not sporadically. I'm going to try and put
1: it in a sentence. <laughs> ergo, bilious. <laughs> <laughs> sporadically. <laughs> oh dear right see you later
0: mate <laughs> i'll see you later see you see no i won't see you later i'll just bye-bye
1: <laughs> see you later
0: <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.